If you have your Bibles, will you turn to Colossians chapter 3? I'm going to read from that in a moment or two. Does anybody know how this month got its name? Well, it was actually named by the Romans. The Romans uh, called this month based on their deity Janus. Now, Janus was a deity that was depicted of having a face at the front and a face at the back, a bit like a mother, you know, eyes in the back of her head. Um, But this deity was able to look in both directions at once, to look into the future and to look at the past. And uh, it was always um, in in the Roman way of thinking, and uh, I thought that was a, a pretty good um, encouragement for us that as we begin this, this year to take a bit of time to look forward and to look back. Um, not that there's too much encouragement, I think, but looking back, it was a pretty uh, different year last year. Um, but as we stand at the beginning of the year ahead, it's a good time to reflect on take an inventory of our spiritual walk, to look at our relationship with Jesus, uh, to examine ourselves and see where we've been uh, and uh, see if we can where the Lord wants us to be. And so uh, I want to read just the first 10 verses of chapter 3 of Colossians. And Paul says, since then you have been raised with Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. If you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of of its creator. Last year, the middle of last year, Adele and I moved house. We went from a big house to a tiny house. And uh, as part of that process, we had to uh, divest ourselves of a lot of, of stuff that we accumulated over many, many years. Um, and... It was a pretty traumatic experience, actually, to, to go through stuff and try and decide what we needed to keep uh, and what would fit into the new home and what things we just didn't need anymore and we could get rid of. And um, in that process also, um, as we picked up things and looked at things, there were some, some trips down memory lane, things that 
people had given to us and, and it reminded us of them, of relationships that we had, um, things that family had given to us that had that uh, sentimental attachment and also things that we'd brought back from trips, souvenirs that reminded us of, of trips that we'd taken and, and, um, and things that, uh, that we wanted to remember. And yet in this passage that I've just read from Colossians, um, we're challenged to do the same thing in a spiritual sense. As we look at our lives in the light of these verses, to release others and to remember that which is important. As we study these verses today, I want you to see the challenges they contain. I want us to see that God has a plan for our lives and he wants certain from each of us. So, what do we keep? What's important for us to keep spiritually? Well, looking at our, some things that were really important that we had to keep, you know, refrigerators and things like that, sort of kind of, kind of important. But in a spiritual sense, Paul is saying that there's a couple of precious spiritual that we would do well to hang on to. The first thing we need to, to really hang on to is that reminder that we have been raised in Christ. If we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we are raised, we are seated in the heavenlies with Christ. Now, if we were to, to really think about that, that would really change the way that we react to things in this, on this earth. We have been raised with Christ. This is a declaration of our spirituality. It's our spiritual position. We died with him. When Christ was raised, we were raised with him. And in a spiritual sense, We've died to the power of sin and the penalty of sin in our lives when Jesus died on the cross. The price has been paid and I am free from the power of sin. Do you live like that each day, realising that sin has no power over you to overwhelm you and, and lead you astray? The price has been paid. Our sin has been dealt with. And we need to hang on to that and remember it. Since we have been raised with Christ, we need to remember and and realise that we have a new life in Christ Jesus. We are told to seek those things which are above. Our focus needs to be on heavenly things, not on earthly things, not on earthly success earthly um, material things but our focus needs to be on heavenly things Jesus said seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these other things will be added to you the things that you need for life will come if our focus is on heavenly things In verse 2 it says, set your minds on things above. That 
set your minds. The word is affections, the things we love, things that, that attract us. We need to make sure that they are uh, things of, of a heavenly nature, not earthly. And so our focus is on heavenly things. Those two things, Christ, and to make that focus to be on heavenly things, those are the things that we need to retain in our life. And they get overwhelmed sometimes with just the busyness of living and we forget and we lose track of, of those things and then our life, our life focus changes and we begin to look at the things that affect us uh, in, in an earthly sense. And so those are things that we want to hang on to, that we want to keep. How do we focus on heavenly things? We need to actively then pursue things that direct our minds to to, uh, Christ and, and to heavenly things. And so the first thing we need to do is pursue a deeper knowledge of Jesus. How well? How actively do you pursue getting to know Jesus? Not only in the sense of of head knowledge, but in a relationship of being with Jesus, where Jesus becomes like your your friend and your partner and the person that stands beside you, someone that you have a conversation with. We need to pursue a deeper knowledge of Jesus. We also need to pursue a holy life. What does it mean to be holy? Well, the word holy suggests that we are set apart for God. And so we need to, to work at being set apart for God. That means the things that we do, the things that we say, the thoughts that we think, need to go through that holy or is this something that pulls me away from a close and deep walk with Jesus? We need to pursue a holy life. We need to pursue godly virtues. Virtue is one of those words that kind of has lost its its use in the English language. Um, But we need to be virtuous people. We need to take on the attributes of what it means to be a holy person, things like love and consideration and um, being gracious to one another, of um, extending compassion to one another. These are things that we need to pursue uh, if we're going to have our focus on heavenly things. Another one we need to pursue that perhaps is one of the more difficult ones is holiness in our home life. How often when we walk through our own front door, we relax and become our old self. We take off the, the good manners that we uh, show to the world and in our homes we are less holy, less virtuous than 
challenge is to be holy in your home, to treat one another with those same, with that same respect that we treat other Christians, to treat one another with that same compassion and love in our homes. A real challenge. We need to pursue holiness in our social life. Who do you go out with? Who do you um, misunderstood uh, in this? Because we do need to meet with our neighbours. We do need to interact with um, people who are not Christians so that we can share the gospel with them. And some of that might mean going out to dinner with them. But even in those circumstances, what's our life like? Do we... Um, let our our standards slip a little bit when we're with people who are not Christians so that we look a bit more like them and don't pursue holiness in our social life. If If our thoughts and our focus is on heavenly things, we need to pursue an effective prayer life. One of the most difficult things I think Christians find to do is to find time, to make time, to have a prayer life that's effective. We tend to be sort of shoot up a little prayer here and there, but have you really got an effective prayer life? I know that's a challenge for me for this year, to build an effective prayer life. And we are to pursue a fruitful witness. We want to be able to share the love of Christ with those around us, with those in in our neighbourhood, people that we meet in the shopping centre or wherever, in our workplace. We need to pursue grace as we we display all these attributes of a holy life. Then people will come to know Jesus and we will have an effective outreach. In other words, we are to live out the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness, hope, gentleness, joy, all those other things that are part of the fruit of the Spirit. We are challenged to live our lives with genuine spiritual values, seeking to live heavenly, holy, God-honouring life in this world. We need to let God's perspective govern our daily walk. And so as we look at the things we want to hold on into our, in our life, those things we want to keep, we need to look at those godly walk because those are the things that are important to keep. As we look at the year ahead, may the Lord help us to realise who we are and what we have in Jesus. And may that realisation change yours and my walk through the year ahead. As we got involved in uh, decluttering uh, and uh, we found those things that we need to keep, we also stuff that we had accumulated that was no more use, no more use to anybody, actually worn out stuff that had to be dumped, uh, stuff that... Um, that, uh, well, we hadn't used it for years. might be useful to somebody else, but we didn't need it. Um, so uh, 
we had to get rid of stuff. And that meant lots of skips and trips to the dump. And, and so there are some things that we need to let go of. Some things that attach themselves to our lives uh, as we go through life. And uh, some of those things are just plain trash. We, want to, we just need to get rid of it. It's no good to anybody. Some of those things uh, simply don't, need, don't have a place in our life and need to go. Paul says uh, in, in uh, his letter to the Colossians, um, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. These things are things that, that attach themselves to our lives and uh, they affect spiritual walk and they have no place in our life and we might look at our lives and say well yep that doesn't that doesn't apply to me um, and by God's grace I hope that's true but I do know that one of the things that are prevalent in our society more so than it's ever been before is things like pornography that affect so many men uh, get trapped in this. And I was reading recently, uh, ladies, you're not exempt. This is something that we need to check our lives to stay away from. This is rubbish that we don't need in our lives and needs to be gotten rid of. Impurity. We need to have control over our thought life and not let impure thoughts dwell in our minds because those things affect our life and drag us down. Those are the things that, are, that stop us from having that focus on heavenly things. Lust, the longing for forbidden things, evil desires, a mind that dwells on forbidden things. Greed, that desire for more, just a bit more than we've got. If only. Well, what about anger? Has anger taken a place in your life in the last year? Anger that grows bitterness. Had some friends over for dinner on Friday night and one of them was telling us about her daughter who was, um, yeah, a job in a Christian business simply because the business had decided they didn't need her anymore. And, um, and she found that that was, was disappointing for a start. But secondly, that she found that she became angry about the way they treated her. And then that anger started to become a, a bitterness that, that really got in thought. And, the, and, and the, the way that played out was she was actually, some months later, offered an, another job, a different job, with a, also with a Christian company, and she, 
she found that this anger and bitterness was actually preventing her from making that choice of taking the job because she was thinking, well, what if, what if they sack me again and I get this whole process again? Little things like that can, can get into our... That anger, if it's not dealt with, becomes bitterness. And that bitterness then can affect the way we live. Or worse still, that bitterness can then turn into rage. The anger that boils over and lashes out. Paul says, get rid of anger. And rage. Rage, anger that boils over. And malice, anger. How easy it is for us to talk about other people in a way that belittles them. Slander, insulting and belittling others or or God. Does filthy language creep into your conversation? Or abusive speech? What about Lying, the tool and tactic of Satan. Any of these things in our life keeps us from that focus on heavenly things. Any of these things in our life need to be dealt with. We cannot be holy people and still have these sorts of things evident in our life. They will hinder our walk with God and cripple us spiritually. How can you be victorious over these things? Well, there's two things that help. One is don't feed the sin. Don't feed your fleshly appetites. Don't feed anger. Don't feed lust. And these things will then die. So you don't let them reside in your mind and in your hearts. The second thing you can do is to fit of God to fill our life with with time with Jesus because when we fill our life with those things, it crowds out the opportunities for sin. When we focus on Jesus and fill our minds with the word of God, sin cannot get a foothold in our lives. So some things we keep, some things must be got rid of. But also there are things that need to be remembered. As we went through our stuff, some things triggered memories. See, they were good memories, um, memories that, uh, that we wanted to, to, uh, to remember. Uh, some things reminded us how greatly God has blessed us. And Paul says here that there are some things that we need to continually remember. And I've just picked out three of them. The first thing we need to remember is that we're dead to sin. We have died with Christ. We are crucified with Christ. We are not our own. We have been bought with a price. We need to remember that because that affects the way that we uh, live our lives. If I'm dead to sin, then sin has no place in me. And when we are tempted, our, our natural reaction should be to flee from sin, flee from those opportunities to do wrong. We also need to remember saved from sin 
but saved to a new life. We have a new life in Christ. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. We're no longer subject to the power of sin. And so we need to remember that we are saved. And our, and our salvation is something that we're working through and will be fulfilled completely in, when we finally breathe. The thing we need to remember is that we have a future. This world is not the best there is. When I was at college, there was a pastor in the church and one of his favourite sayings was, the best is yet to come. And it's true. Whatever we've experienced in 2020, whatever we will experience in 2021, there is better to come. And we need to a future that is um, being prepared for us Christ is preparing a place for us so that we can be with him. And whatever this world dishes up, it will never be as good as what God has in store for us. Every believer battles the world, the flesh and the devil. And each of these enemies do what they can to cause us to fall. But one day, the battle will be over. We will be given a new and eternal body so we won't have to fight the, the um, appetites of the flesh. We will be given, uh, we will be in a world that is perfect where there is no sin and so we don't have to battle against sin that t- seeks to draw us away. We don't have to worry about the devil. God's going to deal with him permanently. Place with no distractions, and um, we will see our Lord and Saviour face to face. That's what we're looking forward to. And we need to remember that. When life gets difficult, we need to remember that there's better in front of us, better things are in store for us. These things are important to remember because they affect the way we live. So... As we need to take a hard look at our lives and we need to um, assess, reassess our walk with the Lord Jesus. We need to ask ourselves some questions. Are there some things in your life that needs to be retained? Do you need to remind ourselves of those things that need that are essential to our spiritual life, we adjust some of the things in our life to bring that, um, those things that need to be kept more into focus. Are there some things in your life that need to be released? As we review our life, look back in the year that's gone, look at those things that perhaps we're not so proud of, those things where we've lapsed, where we've failed, are there something? Are there some things in your life that need to be remembered? Do you need to go back to the Word of God and remind yourself of some of the promises that God has made and realign your life accordingly?
Whatever the needs may be today, you should listen to the voice of the Lord and obey it. Let us seek to make 2021 the best of God. Here's the future before us. Who knows what will come, what struggles we might need to, to go through, but we do know we have a Saviour who is all-sufficient. And if we focus on those things which are above, we will be able to negotiate all that comes through this year ahead. Let's pray. Father, we, you have died in our place so that we might be forgiven, that we might be cleansed, that we might be made pure in your sight. We thank you, Lord, that Jesus came and died and rose again so that we might be raised to new life. Lord, as we commit ourselves to you today and in the future, Lord, help us to walk in that new life so that the world may see that we are your disciples and we might have an effective witness in the world and might be a blessing to others. And Lord, we pray that you will give us the courage and the wisdom to reassess our own lives, to be um, ruthless with those things which have crept into our lives, which detract from our walk with you, to be uh, strong in those things we need to retain, which you have given to us as promises that help us to walk with you. So, Lord, we commit ourselves to you and we ask that you will be with us through this year ahead and bless us.